but we're here to announce that uh, Trackhouse Entertainment Group and Trackhouse Racing has purchased the NASCAR operation of Chip Ganassi Racing. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to the Kicking Show, the official podcast of KickingTheTires.net. Tonight, we are joined by Zach Chansbury, Seth Eggert, Justin Schurot on the West Coast, and Mr. Christian Foley himself, who's going to kick off the show with a giveaway tonight. And we're going to like make sure that some lucky, what, two fans can go to a race? What's up with this? Two fans. So we, we've got two tickets, thanks to Track Enterprises, who's putting on the race next weekend at Elko Speedway in Elko, Minnesota, not Nevada. Uh, we have two tickets, thanks to Track uh, you, we have two wait, tickets. You thought I was crazy when I said which else? I'd heard that before already this week. So, I okay. mean, you know, I really thought that might have been a reason. But, uh, no, but we have two tickets to give away for next week's Menards 250 at Elko Speedway in, in Elko, Minnesota. Uh, Ty Gibbs and Corey Heim will bring their championship battle to the short track in Minnesota. Uh, to announce also, we will have seven more of these giveaways throughout the rest of the season, including races in Iowa, Milwaukee, Illinois, you know, any race that you can think of that's remaining on the ARCA schedule, except for a couple, we will have two tickets to give away each week. So be sure to stay tuned to my social media outlet and kicking the tires. Which, wait, except for which one? Except for a couple. I don't remember which ones we don't Oh, have. man. Like, it's I just track enterprises. To... Okay. I understand. Hey, I'm just happy we're giving away tickets to get fans yeah. to the ARCA race. Yeah. I mean, that's a big deal. Thanks to the track, track enterprise people and, you know, uh, Track Enterprises also announced uh, earlier this week that there will be four dignitaries in Iowa, so you might want to make sure you get your tickets. They're going to be Mason Mitchell's one of the uh, one of the dignitaries are going to be signing autographs before the race, so you definitely want to make sure to get your tickets for Iowa if you can't win them before the race. So I know a guy. They can call stay me. Up. Stay tuned. <laughs> they, they can call me. I know a guy. Know a guy. I know a guy. Know a guy who. I know a guy who's got tickets, sir. Can get somebody some tickets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And his name is Noah. Oh. Just kidding. Christian's lost. Yeah, I'm lost. (laughs) I'm about as lost as people thinking that Elko Speedway is in Elko, Nevada. We are not trying to give y'all away tickets to see a race in 150,000 degree temperatures. Uh, so so Christian has a new sponsor uh, called Napa, and he's doing a new commercial uh, replacing Michael Waltrip. Uh, I'm at the wrong track. Yeah, yeah we're, we're, we're really excited that Track Enterprises decided to, uh, to give us two tickets to give away each week that kind of promotes our ARCA program, which uh, is nearing its 60,000 mark viewership. So that's a very big, big number for us to reach. So yeah, but stay tuned to my social media, my Twitter accounts, where I'm mainly going to be giving them away. It's at Coley Christian. Make sure to to just stay on that outlet or that profile, and uh, we'll be giving away tickets. So you know, you you might win. You never know. And we'll be retweeting them from kicking the tires, and I'll uh, if I see it, I'll retweet it. If I see it, I'll say something. And then Jerry should answer the question, so that way he can have a chance to win too, and then he has no choice but to go. Yeah, that'd be a big deal for Jerry Jordan to go to Elko, Minnesota. <laughs> Is that this weekend? No, it's next weekend. Next weekend. Elko we race at Irwindale this week. Actual Arc West races at Irwindale before they take another month off. Okay, well, I could – Minnesota next weekend. I'm sorry, I can't even make the NASCAR race 
at Atlanta next week. That's going to be Mr. Catanzaretti himself and uh, Matt Corson sitting in uh, at the Atlanta race. So, Zach, what, uh, what are your thoughts on uh, going towards uh, going towards Atlanta? You, you know, you've been up in Pocono. Right? You're still in Pocono, actually, but you've been up in the in, in the northern part of the country. Yeah, Pocono kicked ass. That was awesome. Uh, just just to see all those people there. Um, I mean, I went to Pocono last year and it was completely dead for that doubleheader. And that was cool because that was my first time in the press box in the 2020 season. The other races, I was out in my car. So it was a huge step up. But Sorry. <laughs> this year, it's all good. Uh, I put that on myself. But I think with like when we when we got there, it was just awesome to incredible to see that that infield completely packed, which it's usually not that packed. It's usually a great. Uh, fan zone area with a lot of families. They have uh, uh, just all these setups for kids and your dogs, like with your parents with the concerts. Like I, I just feel like everything's there. Uh, but this year it was literally sold out. Like you couldn't you couldn't buy another foot of that place. Uh, then the grandstands look great as well. And you know I feel like they they put on some really good races. A lot of surprises. Uh, everyone had Ty Gibbs win the Oscar race. We all had uh, Kyle Busch to or I mean. Um, Ty Gibbs to maybe win the Xfinity race and then Kyle Larson to win both cup races and none of that happened. Uh, Kyle Busch didn't, didn't even win the truck race. Like it was just full of surprises and um, I feel like everyone left with uh, big grins on their faces and I was I was one of them. You know who left with a big grin on their face after Pocono? Well, I'm sure we'll get to it in a little bit when Seth breaks down the doubleheader NASCAR Cup Series weekend. It was a quintuple race weekend, but um, I'm pretty happy with uh, coming away with uh, keep maintaining the points lead. I'm just saying. Yeah. Well, I was I was doing well until Hamlin <laughs> ran out on the last lap. <laughs> I was like, I twice. Get home. Nope. <laughs> twice he had to come down pit road on the last lap. Three yeah. times, actually, if you include the All Star race. That is true. Oh yeah. Hey, hey uh, Seth, what's uh what's going on over, over in the uh, truck series uh, before we go back to Zach and. Talk about the big news of the week. Uh, Devin Rouse is going to make his truck series debut for Rayon Brothers Racing. Uh, Rouse is a dirt track uh, racer. Uh, he runs sprint cars, uh, modified lights. He's going to run at Knoxville uh, Raceway, I believe it's next weekend, in the Corn Belt 150 presented by Premier Chevy Dealers. That's a mouthful of a race name. But uh, Rouse uh, tested an ARCA car earlier this year for uh, fast track racing at Daytona, becoming the first openly LGBTQ driver to test an ARCA car. Uh, he's If he uh, qualifies for the truck race because they will have heat racing for Knoxville, he will be just the second openly LGBTQ driver in truck series history, uh, joining Stephen Rhodes, who ran two truck races in 2003. Uh, Rouse tested a truck at Myrtle Beach Speedway uh, in January of 2020. Uh, NASCAR had an open test there, apparently. Uh, Rayon Brothers Racing was there, Jennifer Joe Cobb Racing, and like two or three other teams. And it was mainly drivers who had never competed in the truck series. Uh, basically getting laps in the truck to get approval to be able to run the truck later on that year. Uh, can, I Rouse, you, can I give you some, I hate to interrupt you, but can I give you yeah. some updates on that? Actually, yeah. I know about that because I was, uh, I was starting to gonna work with a driver um, and trying to make a, a, a run for it in the truck series again. But uh, 
they were, uh, it, it was an open test. She kind of had to pay for it. Um, they, uh, it was kind of, remember when the, I guess it was Roush that did that round robin thing where they brought in a bunch of people and it was actually yep. free. Well, this was one where all these uh, lower budget truck teams got together and basically did a rent a ride uh, to see who they could, you know, who had the funding, who had the talent, who wasn't going to tear up their stuff. And there was, you know, there's crash damage clauses and stuff like that all, all through it. But uh, yeah, I, I was I was actually very familiar with that when it was going down last year. Uh, Rouse was supposed to make his truck series debut last year at Eldora, but because of COVID, that race actually got realigned. Then he was supposed to make his debut at the Bristol Dirt Race earlier this year in the truck series, except the sponsorship fell through. He finally has sponsorship. Thanks in part to Marcus Limonis. Uh, I don't know which of his brands is going to be on the truck, uh, whether it's Good Sam, Gander Outdoors, uh, Camping World. Uh, he has so many brands. But one of his brands is going to be on the truck. I don't know whether it's going to be the 33 or 34 truck. Uh, Rayon Brothers did not uh, announce which truck he would be in. But uh, they did thank uh, specifically... Marcus Lamonas for all the chances and all the opportunities that they've given drivers this year uh, at Rayon Brothers Racing through the partnership with Marcus Lamonas. Uh, just thinking back, Ryan Ellis, Ocnorio Gata, uh, there's like five or six drivers that have made starts with uh, Rayon Brothers with sponsorship from Marcus Lamonas and his companies this year alone. And there's been 11 drivers in the Rayon trucks this year. Well, I know that, uh, you know, they uh, obviously trying to find full-time sponsorship, full-time driver type deal. But uh, when you've got a truck and you can run around Robin and, and make the numbers work um, with, with a, a pay, you know, pay to play, um, you know, why not do it? I mean, if I, uh, if I had a NASCAR Cup Series charter, I would do the same thing for at least for a year or two. But, you know, I mean, you can't, I don't see how the business model works that well in the truck series. Um, it's kind of works okay in the Xfinity series because you're getting up into bigger money. Uh, and obviously, when you see those unfunded teams in NASCAR Cup Series, those without a charter, a lot of them are doing that round-robin buy-ride stuff. And that's so they can keep their doors open. Well, kind of speaking on that also, uh, I remember earlier this week, Dale Earnhardt Jr. posted on uh, social media that it was going to be cheaper to run a cup car than it was going to be to run an Xfinity car. So I thought that was kind of an interesting statistic with the new car coming out next year. Yeah, and then he also followed that up too when uh, when he found out the charter was so much um, that he's like, no thanks. <laughs> uh, yeah, he basically said he didn't want to buy into a money pit, uh, if I'm using his exact words. Uh, but that was when we were, everybody was thinking that, that the charges that are going to be available are going to be from one of two teams and that Trackhouse was probably going to get them. But Zach, I think Trackhouse went a different way. <laughs> a big way. Uh, oh, my goodness. I mean, definitely knew that it was going to be a big announcement just when I saw the, the setup. Uh, but yeah, Trackhouse Racing has purchased Chip Ganassi Racing's uh, entire NASCAR operation, uh, transferring pretty much all the assets uh, to Trackhouse uh, for next year. Um, I believe at the end of 2021, everything goes to them. And uh, this is a huge, huge move for one of NASCAR's newest and, and newest teams and youngest team owners as well. 
Uh, Justin Marks, I mean, came in brand new this year, and I feel like the their number 99 with Suarez has definitely been more competitive than than I kind of saw. Um, I, I, I kind of put him and, and Bubba Wallace with 2311, kind of put them side by side to see who kind of has the upper edge. And I feel like the 99 um, has throughout the year, though the 23 is getting better. Uh, but yeah, I just feel like Justin kind of gave Chip a deal that he couldn't refuse. He, I mean, the money side, sure, but I mean, Chip said it was also the vision that, that Justin has um, for what he wants to do. I mean, the team wasn't for sale. Chip said that multiple times, but I mean, I know the lack of competitiveness in recent years. I mean, even if you look out throughout, you know, Ganassi's run in NASCAR, it's, it's certainly not what he's been doing in IndyCar um, and IMSA. I mean, they only have one top five finish in the championship uh, going way back in 2001, their first season. Um, and, and any title potential that they had got ruined when um, Sterling Marlin got injured that following year. So maybe that killed something. Um, I remember 2012, I think it was, they didn't even have a top five finish. Um, and just going all the way to this year, I mean, Coach Bailey going to make the playoffs if he does. Um, he's right on the bubble and he only has one multi-win season in the last decade. Uh, so as I said, it's just not what Chip's been able to do in IndyCar. We know he loves winners. He has a lot of great talents, but some things just don't work out, you know, and it's, it's just been a, a tougher ride for Ganassi. And, uh, but for, for Trackhouse, it's, they're going to be picking up, you know, what they have to go along with what they've been building this year. And they're going to have two full-time cars next year. We know Suarez is going to be in one of them. Who's going to be that next guy? I'm not sure. I mean, I know Kurt and Chastain, um, you know, Chip kind of, well, I think it was Justin who kind of brought out that they're going to be, you know, in close communication with both of them. But I mean, we know we've heard Kurt about going to, with Kurt Busch going to 2311 possibly. Where would that put Chastain for next year? I mean, we know he's, he's already lost a ride to, to Ganassi in the past with the whole DC Solar situation in Xfinity. So um, I think Voss is getting better this year. So hopefully he doesn't get, get, doesn't get left out. But um, yeah, it's, it was an incredible announcement. And I'll see Ganassi is still continuing in motorsports for next year with IndyCar, IMSA, Extreme E, all that. Uh, but for NASCAR, no more Chip Ganassi racing. You know, yeah, I think was, we kind of, I was going to say, I think we kind of all knew that silly season was right around the corner. I don't think we realized it was going to be a nuclear bomb to kick it all off. <laughs> I, I think a better term, it's not silly season, it's holy season. Well, yeah, very much so. I'll say this, because I got the press release and I'm like, okay, I don't, I'm in Texas. It's in Charlotte. How can I make this happen? Um, they weren't telling us what it was. I was on the phone with Jim Utter, actually, at the time that the press release came out. Um, then I get um, a follow-up. And then I follow up with uh, Drew from Trackhouse, the PR guy. And I'm like, how big is this? And he's like, it's pretty big. You need to be there. I'm like, I need to be there. You know, I'll fly up. But I was able. Kudos to Lewis Frank, who went to the to the to the press conference for us and covered it on site. Got some great uh, information. Asked some good questions. And uh, so I got I got to give a shout out to to Lewis Frank for his special report for kicking the tires because it was going to be a nightmare for me to make it from Texas to Charlotte to cover the event. I could do it. I, I had, I was working on plane tickets, but the weather was kind of funky looking and, you know, getting, getting out of Houston, getting into Charlotte with thunderstorms and things of that nature, you know, here and in between 
it was just going to be really hard. And I didn't have a clue what I was going into. Had no clue. They would not leak anything. This is, they played this so close to the vest. Okay. And I heard Justin say, yeah, we were working on this in April. Well, I was at Nashville and I asked Justin about the, uh, about the charter situation. If he was upset about the colleague deals and all that. And he's like, no, we'll be okay. You know, there's other stuff out there. Who in their right mind would have thought that, hey, Chip, why don't I just buy all your stuff? Okay. And Chip Ganassi, too, of all people. I mean, he's been in the sport for over 20 years. So it's not like he's buying some team that's been around for five, six years. Well, if you were watching the post, the post announcement press Zoom, I asked a question because I know something and I hadn't reported it. I don't know why I hadn't reported it other than when that big of a news deal. Chip Ganassi has a partner named Rob Kaufman. Rob Kaufman used to be a co-owner at Michael Walter Bracing. Rob Kaufman has RK Motors, which is like some really fine, you know, automobiles in Charlotte. And he has a bunch of other investments and things like that. Rob Kaufman actually owns the land in the shop where Chip Ganassi Racing is. In the 2019 pre-COVID, um, Rob bought the property. So Chip was basically paying the lease to have the shop and all that there and part of the partnership deal, I'm sure. So in the Zoom, I asked, hey, what is the situation after 2021 or after 2022? Because they're wanting to go to Nashville and, and have track up. I mean, Justin, I mean, he said in Nashville, he wants his shop to be in Nashville. So Basically, the, the, the message that Chip put out was they've got the lease through 2022 going to 2023. And after that, you know, that's, a, that's, that's their deal. So I'm pretty confident that Trackhouse is only going to be, you know, over on uh, what road is that that runs on Dorita Road and that runs yeah. Right, right. Yeah. We're uh, in front of the NASCAR R&D Center. And uh, they're only going to be there for a year. And you'll see next year major work going on in Nashville to get their shop uh, in that in that Nashville area. So here's a here's a couple things to think about. One, uh, we're going to the next gen car next year. Um, so you got Trackhouse buying all of this equipment that's really going to be obsolete right at the start of the year. And the second part too, uh, and Seth, you kind of helped confirm this with me too. Uh, but the charter system that that Trackhouse purchased with CGR, uh, they were renting the current uh, charter that they're using for the 99 car with Daniel Suarez. Yep. They're renting that from Spire. So when they purchase CGR, they're not going from one to three cars. They're giving up that rental uh, charter from Spire and going to a two-car team with the two charters that they purchased with the with kind of this package deal. Uh, so that's why uh, there's that issue of, okay, well, one of these three drivers is out. And obviously, we know it's not Suarez. So that, that's because you can only lease a charter for uh, one year. And then it's got to go back to the, you know, because that's that's what um, that's what uh, Joe Falk has been doing with the 33 charter that was way back when the charter system first began. One of the cool things I thought about the whole announcement with the Trackhouse deal was the fact that uh, Trackhouse's general manager is Ty Norris, who used to be the right hand man to Dale Earnhardt, as he talked in the Dale Earnhardt Jr. download, uh, but was also very big with DEI. 
until him and Teresa had a fallout in 2004. So the cool thing about that is that technically Ty Norris is kind of now part of DEI again because Chip Ganassi Racing purchased DEI a long time ago. And so I kind of thought that was a weird circle of life and kind of speaking on a circle of life, there's a lot of life out here in Nashville because I live about 30 minutes from Nashville and Lebanon. And I know just now they, or just yesterday, they announced that they were going to build seven new complexes on the facility of national on the property surrounding National Super Speedway. So, you know, with that many buildings built all around here, you know, I don't think it's going to be very hard for Justin Marks and his team to find a race shop out here. I was going to say Pipple's going to have a concert, uh, one of those, I'm sure. <laughs> oh, Pipple's going to have a concert in Charlotte on October 9th, which is two days after my birthday, and I'll be 50, and I'm going to go to the concert. Oh, I'm sorry, that was totally different off the wall. And, and I guess I have one more question about the whole Trackhouse buying out Chip Ganassi Racing. I wonder if they're going to inherit a lot of the sponsors from Chip Ganassi that might be signed through 2022 or beyond, because that in and of itself is enough for about one and a half to two cars plus all of what Trackhouse has already. Well, and not only the sponsors, but the uh, uh, affiliations too, right? Yeah. You've got Trackhouse that already had an affiliation with uh, Richard Childress, and then uh, Ganassi had an affiliation with Hendricks. So uh, which one is um, which yeah, one well, is Trackhouse going to take well, over? As, as Justin said, um, he's got a lot of things he's got to get in there and study. I want to give you a breakdown of a couple of things that you guys may not be aware of. Uh, Y'all all know who Kelly Crandall is. Uh, yeah. Good friend of mine. Um, she's a writer at Racer Magazine, Racer Online. And uh, she has got a really good chart that she shares with a few of us. And so the, the chart is breaks down the charters. And the fifth, charters are not based on car numbers. Just in case y'all were wondering, charters go one to 36. Oh, and by the way, NASCAR has four charters that they're reserving for a new manufacturer when they come into the sport. And I'll get to that in just a second. Um, the number 15 and number 16 charter are assigned to the 1 and the 42 of Chip Ganassi Racing. The number 25 charter, I believe, yeah, the number 25 charter is assigned to the 99 car, but it's Aspire Motorsports owned charter. So that's where that scenario comes in. Aspire, obviously, going to run that since they sold their other charters you're probably going to move their number 25 charter that's on the number 99 over to the seven car for, for the joy um so you know when you when in the number one charter it used to not be this way uh rick uh, rick ware and richard petty have a partnership on the number two charter but they flipped because uh rick ware used to have the number one charter for a short period of time i think one year uh, but now it shows that it's back being uh, owned or used uh, by uh, by Richard Petty. So what these guys were doing is they were getting a charter, leasing it out for a year, taking it back, running it on their property, because you can only lease out a charter so much. Uh, but if, if you want to know what chart, uh, what charter each car has, I have that, I have a pretty damn good list that Kelly put together here. Um, so it, it is, uh, it, it's going to be quite interesting. So... Go ahead. Uh, just for what Spire sold, they sold the one they're leasing to Trackhouse, and they sold the seventy-seven charter. Okay, it's so they sold seven the, charter. So they, they sold the number twenty-five yes. charter, and then they sold the number twenty-nine charter. 
and yes. they're going to keep the number 34 shark. Okay. Yes, I the believe 30, that's the scenario. Yeah. Okay. The 34 charter is assigned to the seven car. Yeah. So I guess that, so Justin basically had no choice because his charter was, he wasn't going to give it back. It was sold. It's done. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. And that's what, that was what the hubbub was in NASCAR and in Nashville. Um, what was he going to do? Well, he wasn't worried. Now we know why, because he just went in and said, Hey, Chip, here's a check. I guess Chip likes money, not just winners. He likes winning money. <laughs> you know, you, you reflect on 20 years of being in the, you know, in a, in a, in a particular business, in a particular sport. And, uh, you know, there's good things and bad things uh, when you look back on all of it. And, uh, you know, but I, I'd say it was generally, uh, generally a positive thing. I, I felt best about what Justin was saying about our, our team and our people going forward. And that's important to us. And uh, so I, I think that that made it a little more palatable. Sure. Well, there you have it. Chip Ganassi, uh, you know, giving you the, the reason why he decided to, to sell his team. Like I said, color me shocked. I was uh, totally, totally caught off guard. So, uh, but, you know, You'll have that in big time auto racing. Hey, Justin, what's going on over in the uh, SRX world? I think my buddy may have taken another checker flag. Yeah, with uh, with some controversial yellow flags. Not really no. sure what those were. No, I'll call it. I'll call it as it is. I don't. I did not see a reason to throw a yellow flag, but it was still a fun race. So much fun to watch him battle with Swanson there. Uh, a ton of fun, and that's the second time Stewart's grabbed the checkered flag, uh, both of them being on the dirt races at Knoxville and Eldora. Um, but also, too, the dirt ringers finishing right behind him, Haley Deegan finishing second out at Knoxville, and this time uh, Swanson finishing right behind him here at Eldora. So uh, super fun, uh, but I'll tell you what, uh, you know, you, you would think Tony Stewart was the light of the show uh, kind of thing, but... <laughs> Goodness gracious, Paul Tracy and Bobby Labonte getting into it and tearing up a few of the SRX cars. I'm sure uh, uh, that definitely gave some work over back at the shop for some of the guys. But yeah, Bobby wasn't too happy with that. He's uh, a little bit better now, but on that Zoom call, he uh, he says he, he wouldn't mind uh, uh, giving, giving him a little nudge right back. So we'll see what happens uh, halfway through the season. So, But the other cool thing, here's, here's the crazy part. So I mentioned this before uh, on the show. Um, Stafford, the season opener, had 1.3 uh, 1.3 million viewers. Uh, then you have Knoxville, which had uh, one and a quarter million viewers, and then Eldora topped both of them with almost 1.4 million viewers. Uh, and Saturday night's race was one point higher TV rating than NASCAR's Saturday race. Um, I think, <laughs> yeah. It, whatever whoever, whoever's in charge of marketing over there needs needs a, a massive bonus because i don't think anyone saw this coming i've said that all three episodes and i will continue to say it because if you can look me straight in the eyes and say oh yeah i saw srx starting to beat nascar by their third race uh i would tell you that you're a liar and to go away <laughs> okay so oh. hold on a second hold on i will say this they are set for six races on CBS main network. Okay. There is, they do have that in their favor. Okay. 
So you've got to give them that aspect. NBC is running the Xfinity race on on the Little Bird, okay, and Fox is running the uh, on 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 the uh, FS1 or whatever you know whatever channel that is, and even the NASCAR Cup Series is running on. Uh, Little Bird. It's running on uh, in the NBCSN. So, and Zach might be able to give us some insight that, there because he, Zach knows all about the, the TV and how that works, um, being that he has worked over there. Well, my question, did that include streaming or was, that was just CBS Saturday night on TV? I don't know. Uh, uh, it, it was preliminary numbers, so I don't believe it includes streaming. Okay. I know it's on Paramount Plus, which just launched, and they've been kind of, kind of helping that kind of start up. That's how I've been watching it because I don't get CBS with uh, my Spectrum in North Carolina. I didn't know that. No, you didn't. Cool. I learned that. Yeah. Oh yeah, because that's right. Because CBS and Spectrum are in at a, in a war with our, one another or something. Yeah, I yep. just found that out. I was looking like, at the chat, I'm like, damn it, I got to get Paramount Plus now. Kind of like Dish. Uh, Dish was uh, up against one of the other big networks, too. What was it, NBC? And uh, DirecTV up against Fox at one point. So it, it, it happens to every uh, station at one point or another. So racing fans were screwed one way or another. It didn't matter who you went with. <laughs> yeah. If you went with Xfinity, the official sponsor of the NASCAR Xfinity Series, I don't think you'd have any issues. Well, here's the um, here's the, here's the thing, the way this works. Okay, so there's five of us on this call. Okay, we all probably have different satellite or cable providers. I, you know, uh, I have Dish Network. Um, Zach has Spectrum. I don't know what, you know, you got- Direct TV. Xfinity. Xfinity. So, and I don't know what they have out in California. So- uh, uh, Whatever- Gavin Newsom lets us watch. Yeah. So, so here's each one of us in our bill of five cents, 25 cents, whatever it is, goes to those networks. And it's those user fees that they argue over and whether it's going to be a penny, a nickel or, or whatever. And, and that's why they, that's why they'll, you know, the, the, with all the streaming, and everything, it's like, you don't really need cable or satellite anymore because you can do it with you know you know internet based so the cable networks and the satellite networks are like well we want our money and the network networks the, the actual program content generators and not the distributors they're like you know what we'll give you this or we'll just put it on streaming and that's that's where the war's at and that's why you're seeing more and more paramounts um hbo plus I have NBC track, uh, you know, gold pass. I do. Uh, yeah. That's how I watch your races. Yeah. So I have, uh, I have like, I don't know, Hulu and I have, I mean, I probably spend 50 bucks a month on, you know, TV stuff that I don't use all the time, but then I've got like Tubi and, and, and some of the other, um, free stuff, free stuff. Yeah. Okay. There's free Ads. Gotta watch a 30 minute ad or a 30 second ad, and that's it. 30 yeah, minute ad. A, yeah, not a 30 minute ad. But watch seconds, all yeah. of the NASCAR yeah. ads first, then you can watch the whole race ad free. <laughs> you know what? I'd be okay with that. I'd be okay with that. Give me all the ads first and then start the race. Well, but, yeah. It, so you're saying to offer it that way. Then. That, that's essentially to a certain point how F1 does it on ESPN. You have a, almost an hour and a half 
of interviews and commercials, and then the entire race is uh, commercial free. And yeah. you get to watch a boring race. I'm not saying anything about that. I saw the camera go to Justin, so when the, when the F1 calls, they'll blame it on him. What? <laughs> the, what the? Whatever. I, I I really don't care anymore. They can <laughs> they can do stuff. All Team right. Orders. Team orders, man. Team orders. It's big in F1. Yeah, no, SRX, man, I'm telling you what, they, they're doing a fantastic job over there. The races are super exciting. They're a ton of fun to watch. Um, they're getting the right people in those cars. Uh, I, I still, I'm still going to say it. I still want to see Jimmy Spencer in one of those cars. I still want to see if they can get um, some of the uh, guys from the early 2000s, kind of like a Bobby Labonte, but like they have now. But I'd love to see a Jeremy Mayfield in one of those cars. Uh, I'd like to see some more open wheels. I'd like to see a, a couple World of Outlaws guys uh, as well. I'd like to see some more of that. Um, and then if this continues on, which I'm assuming it will into next year, uh, I'd love to see them at a road course. I'd love to see them find uh, one of the very few dirt road courses that's out there. Um, I think that would be something so unique. Uh, but yeah, this series, you, you, you know, who, sh yeah, you know, who should run one of those, uh, if they can, uh, get the schedules worked out, uh, wrong caps. Oh gosh. Yes. He did a prelude. Yeah. I rock too at one time. I can't remember. Somebody in HROA was. Yeah. And then I don't know if you guys know, but Johnny Benson has been the uh, pace car driver yep. for all these races. So uh, they've, they've got some, some really cool old school guys who are just, just absolutely love the sport of, of racing and all that stuff. So yeah, SRX is doing great. Uh, they're doing a fantastic job. Looking forward to the second half of the season. Um, obviously, Stuart, with both of his wins, is leading the points. So, uh, but with how with how easy it is to get and lose points, that can change uh, literally next race. So, uh, <laughs> Paul yeah. Tracy, yeah, and Paul Tracy too. Uh, you know, I think he's the only one beating Bill Elliott right now because I feel so bad for Bill Elliott. He had two issues with the uh, fuel injection with the whole fuel injection system uh, for the first two races. And then this race, he finally gets a car that's running and then just gets caught up in the crash. So uh, absolute bummer for him, but hopefully he'll be able to uh, put on a show here soon. Yeah. And then the other thing too, as I mentioned on last episode where Cooper Webb is being nominated and going for an SB, uh, be sure to check out kickingtires.net uh, to find that link to go vote for him. You can also vote for the best driver uh, and Chase Elliott is up against a few others in that category. So uh, you got one NASCAR driver and then uh, Cooper Webb up for best male action sports athlete uh, for, for the SBs. So uh, go get them in there. And then uh, best overall athlete, uh, we do have one racer uh, from Formula One, obviously. No. Lewis Hamilton, so. No. Vote no. Vote no on who? On Hamilton. Oh, well, yeah, because when you have a computer driving your car. Uh, <laughs> did, I, did I say that? You know what? He lost last week, and I was happy. He's, he's He actually hasn't won a lot this year. Verstappen has been the one on the uh, Max uh, is awesome. Max is a great guy. Oh, he's so, he's so hilarious. Uh, uh, I, I've never gotten to meet him in person, but I would love to. Uh, I'd love to meet him in person and, and interview him. He seems like someone that's super fun to be around. But yeah, uh, so that's up with that. Uh, I do have a new article because I did an exclusive interview with Cooper Webb. Uh, so he gave me some uh, thoughts as well. Uh, one cool stat with all of that is that KTM, uh, which 
is the manufacturer of the bike that he rides and races. Uh, KTM is going for their third SV. The only other manufacturer that has an SV is Suzuki. And they, again, they've only got one back in 2007 with Travis Pastrana. So uh, not only are they looking to extend their lead with their two SVs that they have with Ryan Dungey, um, up to three here with Cooper Webb, but uh, yeah, no, no other manufacturer has an SV. So uh, um uh, aside from Suzuki. So KTM absolutely dominating the field right now uh, when it comes to two-wheel racing. So yeah, that's that's pretty much it there. They're uh, they're doing that. That's what's happening in uh, iRacing real quick. And uh, before we break down the Pocono recap points and pick, pick drivers for this weekend, and then I might have a few rumors that we're going to talk about. Well, first off, uh, iRacing moved from being a licensee to being the official simulation partner of NASCAR earlier this week, uh, which that will basically the relationship is a little bit closer, uh, helping design cars, tracks, uh, which we've seen with the Chicago street courts, the next gen car. Uh, but in racing this week, uh, Mitchell DeYoung, once again, dominated the road course. He led all but two laps. Graham Boland, during green flag pit stops, narrowly beat him on and off of pit road. But DeYoung basically was seven seconds ahead of the field the rest of the race. Uh, immediately after a checkered flag, he ran out of fuel, had to get pushed back to the start-finish line to celebrate by his good friend Bobby Zelensky. But the biggest race of the week was the Firecracker 400. Uh, that's uh, Landon uh, Castle and Parker Clareman, their deal uh, with E-Racer. Uh, Nick Ottinger won the poll, attempted to take the last-to-first challenge to win $20,000. With five to go, he was inside the top ten, got caught up in a wreck. Dale Earnhardt Jr. started dead last, though, or well, was scheduled to start dead last. He, on the final restart, he was 16th, was inside the top five, and I'll let you watch the video replay of what happened next. Here comes Michael Conti, down low, Kerner throws a block, gets turned, Michael Conti gets turned as well, and a record in three. Here comes Michael Cozy Jr. out of turn four. Michael Cozy Jr.'s got the lead. It's going to be McAnally and Earnhardt Jr. But out of turn four, out of Hagerstown, Maryland, Michael Cozy Jr. is going to win the Firecracker 400. Oh, my goodness. Okay, so as you saw, Michael Cozy Jr. somehow got through the wreck, won the race. Dale Earnhardt Jr. finished fourth. Uh, in that wreck, you had Michael Connie, you had Eddie Kerner, and it looked a lot like the wreck between Joey Logano and Brad Keselowski on the last lap of the Daytona 500 earlier this year. But Cozy wins $2,000. You mean the divorce wreck? <laughs> oh, no. Too soon. Uh, Too soon. I guess you can call it that, but Cozy walks away with $2,000. Uh, last year's winner and friend of kicking the tires, we've been on his car before, uh, Brandon Cattell, he he had the best car to race, arguably. He was slicing through the field, taking the lead often, got caught up in the wreck with 15 laps to go after leading a race high 32 laps. Uh, 430 drivers, including myself, 
attempted to make the Firecracker 400 this year. I, along with Kyle Busch, failed to qualify for the Firecracker 400. I didn't try. <laughs> hey, I got a question. And it's going to throw you completely off, but are we still sponsoring for the fans? Yes, we are. When have we had a route? I, I, I haven't kept up with their schedule, so I need to find out. Maybe I can race this weekend. Well, I mean, we need to tell people when they can go race in a kicking the tire sponsored race. So, we're the only, we're one of the only outlets in NASCAR media that's actually sponsoring iRacing content. We're sponsoring cars on the track. We're sponsoring drivers. We're doing, we're, we're the official motorsports partner of Brandon Built Motorsports. And before you get that information, uh, Seth, I want Zach to tell us real quick about Brandon Built because they've got a new sponsor this week. And we need, we need to let the folks know that our friends over at Brandon Built Motorsports, they're getting it done. They are, yes. It's been a, a heck of a year so far. Brandon is on his uh, career best season so far with two top five, seven top tens. But make the playoffs, he's going to need a little bit of help. And uh, Sim Seats is jumping on board of the 68. Uh, it's been a tough, tough week for the for the team, but they were able to to pick up a sponsor for this weekend at Road America. I spoke to Brandon earlier today for, you know, 10, 15 minutes on a Zoom call, and we're going to have all that information out uh, in the morning, it looks like, um, on Friday. So just in time for, for the big weekend. But yeah, with, with Sim Seats, I mean, they, they were able to give him a good simulator seat and we know how important esports is and just how drivers are using it um, on just a weekly, if not a daily basis to prepare for each race that's coming up, uh, especially road courses and, and a fairly new track uh, for at least the cup drives this weekend. So yeah, Sim Seat's on board. And uh, yeah, he's really looking forward to this weekend in his number 68, Built Motorsports Chevrolet. Awesome, good to, good to see uh, them bringing on some new sponsors and, and getting people involved and uh, you look, or, you know, I, I want to get a, I really do want to get a, a die cast made and see what we can do. Uh, still looking into that. I think it would be really cool of the kicking the tires logo on the hood. That car looks amazing at Nashville. And, uh, you know, so, so maybe we can do that. Maybe we can even get our friends at iRacing to put that paint scheme in their computer, Seth. How about that? Uh, I'm still trying to get their attention, but at least for, for the fans, uh, FTF, uh, Justin Malillo's League, we have three more races that we are sponsoring. The Indianapolis Road Course in a few weeks. Uh, the Daytona Legacy Track, that's what uh, Firecracker used. It's the old, bumpy Daytona. And then the season finale at the end of the year at Phoenix. Are, are there any races that are up for sponsorship grabs, or are they all taken? Uh Looking at their schedule right now, they have three, ra four races that are still up for grabs. Road America this weekend, Rockingham next weekend, or next race. Uh, yeah, next weekend. Uh, then you have the regular season finale, I think it is. Uh, I don't know if they're doing a playoffs, but the way it, and tell him we'll it take looks. Them. Yeah, Richmond and Talladega. Call Malelo, tell him I'll take them. Will do. Uh, I was going to take him with something. <laughs> <laughs> what do you want him for? The Elko ticket giveaway, 250 <laughs> No. Uh, a veto. 
actually, you know, oh, yes. Yes. Okay, Jerry. No, Jerry. You can. Okay, you can have you. You're gonna take Road America this weekend, and you have to name the race, the Elko ticket giveaway, whatever number. One eighty. One eighty. I'll do it. <laughs> Better yet, ask ask them if they'll add they an extra the lap they to the kick race. Kicking the tires, Elko ticket giveaway. Do one eighty two, so they have to do an extra like mm, yeah. two kilometers, four or miles, miles, or whatever. Uh, it, I think it's one eighty, which it's one hundred eighty miles, which because Road America is a four mile track. It's a four mile track. <laughs> then they have to then add, then add one lap. So anyway, add one lap, add one how one lap to the race. Find out how much it's going to cost me. Uh, I okay. will. And uh, and tell Malayla we're in for this weekend if we can call it the Kicking the Tires Elko Ticket Giveaway, uh, Elko Arca Ticket Giveaway, um, and uh, we'll go we'll go that route, and then find out what the bill would be for the rest of the races, and uh, and uh, we'll 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 work something out. Surely it can't be that much money. I'm texting him now, and I'll let you know what he says. Awesome, awesome. So moving on. <laughs> Pocono recap. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Did we just talk about starting up this whole new Bushy McBush race 400 again? (laughs) We're not doing that. (laughs) Pocono recap. Who who, who had the best weekend? Well, arguably the person who had the best weekend. Based on the points. Go to group, go to group shots here. Yeah, hit the keyboard, go to group shots. Based on the points, was actually Justin. Yeah, that's why I was celebrating early, because I know how to math. <laughs> However, a close, a very close second and a very close third was Jerry and myself. So, the rest uh, of you slackers. The distance, I was probably like sixth or wow. second, actually. Didn't no, I you weren't. Race? You weren't. Did, wait, didn't I win a race? You won, but Justin but scored more, more points. points. I, more points in both races, I think. Right? No, you scored the same points in Sunday. Oh, okay. but I won the race. So that's you know that's a playoff point. That's so a playoff you win point, a, buddy. You win a po- you win at Pocono. Who wants to win at Pocono? Everybody. You know why? Chris Busher. Playoff points. <laughs> <laughs> but um, you, out of the, let's see. I was worried on Sunday. <laughs> All you, of us were. You, you were was, at least seventh or wild. better. You were at least seventh or better, Zach, because uh, Matt and Summer did not send me any picks. And Good. you at least scored. Let's see. He you had to do better 52. than Eric Jones. Ooh, <laughs> actually, uh, Zach, I might have some bad news for you. You, sco- you scored. Enough, you scored fifty-two points for the two days combined. Ouch! Matt and Summer, without picking, scored fifty-six points for the two days. Wow! God damn, I'm just not going to pick today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was terrible on Saturday. <laughs> Denny Hamlin ran out of fuel. Well, I had him pick the win on Sunday, and he ran out of fuel. And, and well, well, I I will say this on um, DraftKings, 
Denny right now the fuel actually made me go from earning zero dollars to winning four bucks. Mm -hmm. <laughs> this is hey, fun. You know I win money out on DraftKings, Talladega. I've hit the I've hit the winner on on the on the DraftKings Talladega like three times, and I'm I'm talking like 250, 500 bucks. I've hit big on DraftKings when I'm picking only for Talladega. For some reason, if you pick all the back markers. He let all the guys up well, on wreck. It works. Well, <laughs> Nashville, I won 47 bucks. And I forget why. I won. I think it might have been because of Chase's DQ, honestly, because that changed some things in some of the of the DraftKings leagues. I know that. Whenever but, you win the lottery in California, the number of dollars that you win is actually what you have to pay in taxes. Yeah, you're probably yeah, I, I'd believe that. I will say this. Um I may or may not have picked the winner in the season opener um, Xfinity race, the season opener truck race, and the season opener cup race. I may or may not have done that. Anyway, going up on the points for us, Jerry, on a real you, gambling you, site. You, Jerry, <laughs> you're still leading the points. Yes. With 652. However, Justin closed in by seven points and is now 14 behind. And I picked last this week. I am in third with 626. Then you have Rachel with 604, Sarah with 603, and Zach with 602. Oh, wow. That's a pretty close battle there. Behind Zach, behind Zach, you have Summer with 579, Christian with 574, and Matt with 510. Well, he gets he, he gets the prize from last car. <laughs> no. And mind you, Matt has only picked twice all season. He's still not that far back. Okay, so let's break down the quintuple weekend really, really quick and go with the winners because. Uh, we need to we need to, to to make our picks for this week, and I've got a couple of uh, rumors too. Well, on let's start with the ARCA race. Like we said earlier, we all thought Ty Gibbs was going to win, and then uh, maybe a missed time block or a bad block. I'm not sure how you want to word it, but uh, a block and some contact with Chandler Smith. Basically, gave Corey Heim the win, and a tire rub on the number eighteen of Ty Gibbs. Yep. Yeah, I think that I think itself out. I think if Ty had just been more patient, and because because that because I've seen that with a lot of people at the at the tracks, especially uh, working at the tracks that I do, like you find that with the younger blood, they don't want someone to pass them, even though there's like ten laps to go or whatever. And so at that point, Ty should have just known, okay, he's there, just let him go, and we'll battle it out. Um, instead, he ended up ruining both their races, uh, and he totally had a shot to win it. So, and Ty Gibbs does not go to Elko with the points lead, Corey Heim does, which is really surprising, as I denoted, and something I've been working on this week. It's just we're going to, to Elko next week with a, a pretty, pretty interesting points battle because I honestly thought Pocono was going to be where Ty Gibbs was going to basically clinch the championship. Because and, I you can, like, and you can go like to Corey Elko Himes. too. Yeah, you can go to Elko too if you just you answer my question on my Twitter account. Two free tickets, two free. Anybody wants them? Uh, I, I think they're good seats. I don't know. I haven't heard where they're sitting. 
but no, it was a really good race at Pocono. I, I, as I kind of spoke a lot this week, I felt like it was the race that really put ARCA on that national level that it's really been lacking lately. And, you know, with three drivers, man, we really had four of the hottest prospects in NASCAR in the ARCA race with Sam Mayer, Chandler Smith, Ty Gibbs, and Corey Heim. And, you know, I really think they put on a good show. Kennedy. Well, it was, no, trucks. Uh, trucks, it was yeah. trucks next. And uh, it basically was a battle between Kyle Busch and John Hunter Niemicek. And John Hunter came out on top uh, with a little bit of help uh, if it wasn't for Sheldon Creed breaking loose and almost wrecking himself and Kyle Busch with, what was it, about two, two and a half to go. Uh, it basically gave uh, it basically gave John Hunter the win at that point because uh, the momentum that they lost, there was no way they were going to be able to catch John Hunter. And I, John Hunter's been a, a pleasant surprise this year with how well he's run uh, in general. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, we always we always knew John Hunter had talent. Um, yeah, but you know he didn't have funding. And he was able to get a deal with Toyota and Kyle Busch, and, and he's running for a championship. So, you know, he, he needed a job, obviously. He's got a young family, a young wife, and a little baby. So, you know, he took the smart road. He's like, you know what? I'll take the step back. I'll prove to y'all that I'm a winner. We all knew he was. And I'll work my way back up because, or you know what? He could do a Matt Crafton and stay in the truck series for the rest of his life and make good money. It doesn't really matter. So, you know, it's, uh, he can, he can do, he'll be fine just exactly where he's at. So I'm proud of John Hunter for, uh, yeah. he's grown up a lot. He's, uh, he's definitely honed his talent and he's doing really well in those KBM trucks. And he's having so much fun too. I mean, you see him whenever he's posting on, on Twitter or Instagram, even Taylor too, his wife, whenever they're posting on Instagram, they're having such a blast. So, um, usually when you think of big steps back like that, it's, it's kind of like, oh, here we go again. And I'm, I'm not at all here. It's, it's so cool to see him be super happy like that. Yeah. He, he only, yeah. He only brought a million dollars to that team. And, and Kyle Bush, he was really the guy who kind of talked him into it. He's like, John, okay, you can either run 25th or 30th on Sunday, or you can come down and run for a championship and win every week. And, Kyle's eating his words because he's beating him a lot this year. Uh, they're 1-2 basically every time they run, and, and John, I believe he only has five wins this year, so he's going to be uh, pretty unstoppable. I mean, he's got some competition there, but he's he's showing what he's worth, that's that's for sure. I did get a message back from Melillo. He's double-checking, but it, they have actually sold those four races they just haven't come up with a race name for those four races for the person who bought oh, those races. Okay, okay, okay. Well, I understand. Did he we can't do the, We can't do the kick in the tires Elka Arc ticket giveaway race. <laughs> who knows? Maybe I'll host one this weekend and name it. That. You know what? If you host one, I'll race in it. Oh gosh. <laughs> Too bad Elko's not on iRacing because then we could really have some fun with it. <laughs> Can we race somewhere like Elko? Mm. Well, Elko's kind of like that USA Speedway. Yeah, that that's the only one that comes to mind. Then what would we race there? Any cars? <laughs> <No>. Stadium trucks. 
<laughs> no, I hate stadium trucks. Oh, I love uh, those. I was gonna say we could run the old Gen Four Arca cars. That would be interesting. Ooh, those things handle terribly. Is it a dirt or is it a is it an asphalt? It's asphalt. 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 Okay, I would do. I would do Arca. Um, I would. Do, I would do Arca there. If you know, that would be fun. So, yeah, if you uh, if you do it and I'm home, I'll be happy to uh, I'll be happy to race in it. And if I race in it, that means I'm probably giving something away in addition to Elko tickets. In addition to two Elko tickets, I gotta you know. Uh, if you win the race, you get the Elko tickets. If you if you come in second, yeah, you, if you, come in second you get a hundred bucks. <laughs> I was gonna say that was my idea. <laughs> When uh, give the tickets to the race winner, that <laughs> you see everyone coming out of the last corner and they like stop. They remember how we did the old trickery with the qualifying and cup, uh, when, when it was timed like that. Like, no, you go ahead, no, you go ahead, no, you go ahead. <laughs> oh, my We're sorry, gosh. Christian. You know, do you want to go to Elko this weekend? How much is a flight? Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm going to Iowa in a few weeks. It's going to be a long drive, so. Okay, okay. Well, be careful going to Iowa. We, uh, you know, I mean, I, I, we could send you to Elko. If I wasn't working a race and I uh, had my mom's birthday, I'd probably take you on that offer. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, so recap. Trucks, tr tr trucks was the, uh, you know, unexpected expected. Now Xfinity, and then we have a doubleheader. Cup. No, it was cup, and then it was Xfinity Cup. Well, you, you can't do it that way. You gotta go. You gotta go the right way. Fine. Well, that way, I can make fun of Justin. Well, Twice. for for Xfinity, we all thought Ty Gibbs was gonna win. I well, didn't, I didn't think. I that. didn't think. I, I, I didn't. Well, a lot of us did. How about that? A lot of us yeah, did. I didn't. So, but I didn't uh, picks, but I didn't think it was him. Austin Cindric, uh oh. walked away with the victory. Oh. I remember who won, but what? By the way, just for the record, Johnny Sauter has the worst luck of any man on earth right now. Not picking him. I think <laughs> I'm going to. Feel bad for him. I'm not picking him anymore. <laughs> Matt Crafton well, to sum up his season. Yeah, <laughs> that one made radio communication from uh, Charlotte. Well, the... what I was going to say is uh don't don't pick uh, Johnny Sauter this weekend because uh, trucks aren't running. That's right. That's right. Well, he They're has off. a good chance then. <laughs> it's the same opportunity as everybody else. Nobody, well, well, watch. He's the only guy on the track. Well, no, watch. <laughs> He'll pick him for a truck race that isn't happening, and Johnny will have some bad luck in the late mall races running. Yeah, <laughs> Monday you're going to hear a report. Johnny Sutton, number 13, has a monetary fine for one loose lug nut. <laughs> Two loose lug nuts, I mean. Wow. But, um, Sorry, Johnny. Just poking fun. Well, I know that I know that Jess was happy. The Austin PR girl, um, she was thrilled that that Austin Cindric won because I saw her Snapchat. So, but uh, also I do want to say uh, happy that both Justin Haley and Ryan Vargas are okay after that hard crash. Yes, mm -hmm. uh, it knocked the wind out, Justin, uh, and Vargas was very emotional in victory in uh, the care center. Uh, he was writing a uh, tribute to his car chief who passed away uh, a couple weeks ago. So he was hoping for a good run. And with the, the point situation that J.D. Motorsports is in, uh, he's actually not running this weekend at Road America. They're playing Spencer Pompelli in the number six. 
because there is qualifying as well. So that way the six is almost, or it's not guaranteed, but it'll at least have a much better chance at making the field. Well, my, my thing, I, you know, I sent him a text and I uh, hadn't heard back from him. So I, I, I hadn't heard any updates other than, you know, I saw the care center yeah. update. So I was hoping he was okay. Uh, he, I think he's been doing a little bit of soul searching uh, because he was scheduled to run a, the Firecracker 200 on iRacing for eRacer. He didn't show up for that. And where he got the news he wasn't running this weekend, I think he's been doing a lot of soul searching. I know uh, Blake Cook uh, reached out to him uh, uh, after the news that he wasn't going to be able to run this weekend. And I know some others have reached out as well. So hopefully things turn around that he gets maybe a more stable sponsor or something. He, he's just had horrible luck with mechanical issues this year. And then as far as wrecks, it's basically been either he's losing brakes, which causes a wreck, or the wreck happens in front of him in such a way that he has no time to react. Right, right. Uh, yeah, and then Justin Haley, too, with that hard hit, uh, Justin yeah. Allgaier actually subbed for him in the cup yep. race. You know who else had a hard hit? Kyle Larson! <laughs> yeah. Kyle Larson had a hard hit. Man, I felt bad for I did. I felt bad because even though he was beating my driver that I picked, I was like, man, going to the checker flag when you blow a tire that you, you know, hit the wall. Wow. And that's twice. That's twice we've seen that happen this year. It's, it's almost rare that we see like some mechanical issue happen on the last lap. Uh, but to have it happen twice in one year with uh, Noah Gragson back at Homestead, uh, Wow. Well, I mean, what? So, Gregson wasn't a mechanical issue on his car, but uh, obviously, he just got caught up on a on a wreck coming to the white flag. Just got starred. Whoa. Wow. Ooh. Got starred. But uh, yeah, it, it was a left front tire that popped on Larson's car. Although he said it was the right front. Uh, whether or not uh, he had to run over his debris or had some sort of contact earlier that maybe damaged the tire that by the time he was entering turn three, they finally gave way. But well, he had that he had that yeah. epic run. I mean, they were side by side. I tweeted, as like, this is probably the best battle for the lead we've had all year. Yeah. And he, so he, they were putting some pressure on those tires and, and really going at it. So, you know, I'm not surprised it happened, but I was like, Ouch. The man, only well, the only other thing that I can think of is if something got caught up and clogged into the vent uh for the uh, uh left front for the brakes. Uh, which could have happened because there was a lot of trash. Well, and if you look to where the smoke came from, it came from the inside of the tire. Uh so I don't know if that may have caused it. I doubt it, but I, I'm just you know, it's just speculation at this point, obviously. Although I do want to point one other thing out. This is the Second time that the last lead change uh, for one Bowman's wins happened that he was taking the lead from Larson. The other time was Chicagoland a few years ago. Right. His first win. Yep. There you go. Where's Chicagoland? Uh, It's not there anymore. I think the track is there. Elko is still there, though. (laughs) Yes, we know. But, um, that was the Saturday race. The Sunday race, let's see, Kyle Busch is stuck in fourth gear, burns up the clutch on the final 
pit stop leaving pit road. And oh yeah, on fuel mileage, it goes and takes the checkered flag. And wins the race with burnout clutch, stuck in fourth gear, trouble on takeoff. Kyle Busch is the man. And it was stuck in fourth gear because he ran over a piece of debris and a metal shaving got stuck in the transmission gear. How did he even get inside the transmission or sealed? I'm curious how that... I, I don't know. I don't know. It was a maybe metal shaving. Maybe it was in maybe. the linkage. It I might have been the linkage. Yeah. But, and it was something that they would not have been able to fix unless they went to the garage. Yeah, the only, uh, unless it's like something that like hit up underneath the car and just slammed the bottom of the gearbox and the gearbox kind of like caved in or something like that. And uh, obviously you can't move the shifter uh, if it caves in just right. But yeah, that's my and, gosh. And correct me if I'm wrong, but being stuck in fourth gear, so he's not shifting, obviously leaving pit road and on the restarts, plus the fact that he came down an extra time. Could all of that have helped him with the fuel saving on oh, the sure. run? Yeah. Because uh, lower gears yes. burn more fuel. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, there's no doubt that the higher gear helped him out. Um, and and he, he had nothing to, you know, he wasn't revving the engine. I mean, he did have to, like, he burned up the clutch. You know why he burned up the clutch? Because I don't know if any of y'all ever driven a standard. Ooh, um, ooh, ooh. Y'all are a little bit young. Um, hey. That's, that's like the old man. Hey, look, you want you want a car that's not going to get stolen? Buy a standard. Go to Elko Speedway with my two free tickets. Oh, yeah. yeah. Now, buy a standard because nobody, you know, none of the, not, hardly any criminals today know how to drive a standard. So uh, it's like the, the, the ultimate anti-theft device. But, and, um, but seriously, he, that's, that takes some talent. Now, it's one thing to do it in second gear. I used to have a Nissan 240SX and I could do it in second gear. Um, and I could shift through all the gears without hitting the clutch. But to start off in fourth gear, wow, that's pretty stout. Well, especially and, at a track like Pocono. I mean, well, and, and like you really and, have to shift that. And on top of all of that, you're like the fourth gear with these guys are not our fourth gears. Like with my Camaro, yeah. like my fourth gear will take me what, uh, 150 ish, roughly. Like, yeah, it's it's not going to take me uh, 190, 200, 210 miles an hour. Uh, so, yeah, starting in those gears is not fun. And something else I do want to say, Kyle Busch uh, put out a video on Twitter yesterday. I don't know if any of you saw it, but it was a mashup of Thunder. Cold Trickle, Days of Thunder, uh, trying to get off a pit road without the gear, and what happened at Pocono on Sunday. And I have to say, it's the best Days of Thunder mashup I've seen in a long time. I'll have to go, uh, I'll have to go watch it. Yeah, so what's good. the picks for this one? Do you have anything from, uh, from, from Sarah and, and Summer and Matt? I do not. I do not as of yet. So the person who would be picking first is Christian. Uh, I, I do have picks from Rachel, so I don't okay. know who goes first. Uh, it's Christian, Zach, Rachel then. 2018, I believe it was, Xfinity Series winner at Road America, Michael McDowell. That's who I'm picking this weekend. Okay. Is that the only race up there is Cup this weekend? Uh, it's Cup and Xfinity. Xfinity. As I say, Xfinity, yeah, Xfinity. I thought Xfinity was running. 
So. Trans Am's racing too, because I know a bunch of Cup drivers are racing the Trans Am series. Yeah, I know Ty Gibbs. I know Ty Gibbs is. I believe. I, I want to say uh, Cody Ramirez. I know Kevin Harvick's racing the Xfinity race for BJ. And then on the other side too, uh, Orion Eversleaf from uh, the PWC, the Pirelli World Championship. Uh, he won the 2018 championship. He's uh, making his Cup debut with Rick Ware. Okay, so who's your who, who's your uh, Xfinity pick? Um, I really think we have to go with Ty Gibbs. He won at uh, Mid Ohio with the Arca Race. So Ty Gibbs I think I'm going to go table. with Ty Gibbs. Ty Gibbs off the table. Michael McDowell off the table. You got that, Seth? Yep. Zach, you're up. For Xfinity, I'm going to go with Austin Sendrick. He did me well last week, and uh, we all know he's a great road course racer. And then. Finally, I can pick Kyle Lawson. I haven't been able to pick him. Uh, so, yeah, we knew what he did at Sonoma this year. He almost won a Coda that went the distance. So, uh, he said after Saturday, he's going to start another streak. So, he finished second on Sunday. So, if he's continuing a top two streak again, uh, I feel like he's a good pick. And now would be Rachel's pick. All right. Well, she had Austin Sindrick for Xfinity. So, uh, you know, I guess since we're not counting Xfinity points right now. I guess that doesn't really matter. But that's who she has. And then uh, she's going to go with Chase Elliott for the cup race. I was wondering if anyone was going to pick him before it got to me. Um, <laughs> I, I am the next person to pick. And for Xfinity, I'm actually going to go with an upset pick. Uh, well, it would be an upset because of the team he's driving for. But uh, Kaz Grala in the Jordan <laughs> Anderson 31. Uh, Grala has a lot of experience on road courses. Uh, granted, it is still Jordan Anderson's small operation, but if they're going to win anywhere, it's either going to be a super speedway or a road course, so this might be their best chance. Uh, for Cup, however, um, I think I'm going to go with A.J. Allmendinger. Wow. Uh, you open, Justin. What do you got? Yeah, that's that's a that's a good pick. Dang. Um, well, for Xfinity, uh, I'm gonna go old school. I'm gonna go with the road ring, road course ringer. I'm gonna go with uh, Boris Said. Uh, he's entering this uh, this weekend at Road America for the Xfinity Series. So, uh, really cool to see him out there as always. And then for Cup Series, I'm gonna go with Joey Logano at Road America. He just does good at new at all these new tracks we haven't raced at. So, I mean, he's kind of the safe pick right now. Well, I am going to go. Y'all said Kevin Harvick is in the Xfinity race, right? Yes. That's who I'm picking. And then I am going to pick Mr. Denny Hamlin for the win in the Cup Series race. So there you have it. We'll He's finally going to get that monkey off his back, eh? Hey, you know what? We've seen him race really strong at road courses. I remember the, uh, a few years ago, he let Tony win at Sonoma. Um, so... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Trust me, he didn't let anybody win. Tony took that race, but uh, you know it was a uh, it was an epic battle going to the checker flag. That was definitely fun. So those are the picks. We'll have to wait and see if uh, Sarah and Matt send anything in and go from there. Rumors in the garage. Wow. Let's see. I'm not going to say names because I don't want it out there. But I hear a major team 
and a major driver and their spotter will be splitting at the end of the year. There's rumors that one major team, not Chip Ganassi, there's rumors that one major team may be shutting down um, and selling assets. And who's going to drive at Roush when Keselowski buys in? So I can tell you that it sounds like if Tyler Reddick doesn't get re-signed or well he's got a, he's got some time on his contract, but if they don't re-sign his primary sponsor, my understanding is he can leave. And if he leaves, he's a top candidate to go to the Roush Racing with our Brad Kozlowski, Roush Yates, whatever it's going to be called, Fenway, over there. So Tyler Reddick in the mix from what I'm hearing about a possible uh, driver over there with uh, when Brad Kozlowski uh, obviously is leaving Penske Racing at the end of the year. So uh, that's the news I have. I also heard a couple of other things, but I'm not ready to, to kind of flesh those out yet. But the, the, the part about a, one of the major top tier teams uh, considering um, shaking things up uh, and maybe either shutting down or selling off um, a couple of their teams and downsizing, that would be, uh, there, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of talk uh, about what's going on with that. So we'll see what happens. It's uh, already been a big news weekend in the world of NASCAR with Trackhouse. Yeah, it's going to be really exciting to see Brad do that. Uh, it's fun to watch him with his truck team. Uh, I think he's going to be a fantastic owner uh, and owner driver too, right? So mm -hmm. uh, I think he's going to be uh, really cool to see that. We saw that with Tony Stewart when he started up Stewart Haas Racing. And look, he went out and won a championship, put on an awesome show uh, to end his career in NASCAR at least. And now he's racing with the SRX stuff. But uh, Brad Kielowski, yeah, that's, that's going to be so cool to watch. Uh, I would love to see someone like a Tyler Reddick uh, go with him. Uh, I don't mean this in an absolutely rude way at all, but I would love to see Ryan Newman retire and go into like some senior position to be Keselowski's right-hand man. Because uh, I think if you put those two together to operate a whole team together, uh, Roush is give, give them three years. Give them three years. Well, they're going to be a they're going to be a powerhouse. Roush has a problem because it's got it's a systemic problem within. You know uh, they they need to. Um, they need to clean some house over there and, and make some major changes. And hopefully this, this deal with Brad will happen. I did hear one other thing. Um, apparently NASCAR was testing the next gen car uh, at Charlotte. They want to crash it into a wall at Talladega. Well, you can't crash the car into a wall at 200 miles an hour with a driver in it, right? That would probably be unsafe. I mean, would you guys sign up for that job? Me. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> you get uh, everyone uh, to uh, say yeah. <laughs> I'll go tickets. Uh, I was gonna say yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say yeah. We'll give you two uh, alcohol tickets if you crash this car into the wall. <laughs> so, I, 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 know, I know there were some drivers back in the day that went crash tested on purpose, but um I also know they were cars. testing I also know they were testing at uh Dover with the two different uh uh arrow uh configurations as well well they tested they tested to try and get up to speed um with remote controls at charlotte 
And apparently they were doing figure eights and burnouts because they were, they could never get it up to speed. And uh, my, my, my sources say that it was, uh, it was quite comedic. Um, but I'm curious, you know, rumor has it they've already crashed one of the cars and it didn't do so well. Maybe it was simulation, but it didn't do so well in the submarine. It was like diving down. And the drivers uh, that I talked to said they think the chassis is too brittle. It's, it's too stiff. Um, so the NASCAR, I think, is uh, from what I'm being told, is looking into those concerns. Um, but I want to see what they do with the car when they crash it into a wall at 200 something miles an hour at Talladega. But I'm really curious about this whole remote control setup. So I'm a drone pilot. Maybe they'll just let me go drive it. I mean, I can fly a drone, and you know, it can't be that much harder. And you just go car. crash. Then you just go crash the car, at Talladega, and make it spin backwards, and you can make that fly too. That's right. Hey, I've got a sense of, you know, I've crashed a car at Talladega. It's just I did it here with my sim. Can we put Elko ticket giveaway on that car? No, I don't think no. Well, well, the thing is that test is also scheduled for after Elko. Yeah, that's right. It's after Elko. One of our other giveaways. So if on we it. don't, so if we don't give away the tickets, then we can <laughs> we can send them back to Elko. So, look, if you guys are watching the show, get with get with Christian Coley because he really wants to give away these Elko tickets, and he really wants you to show up at the track because uh, we appreciate everything that those guys over in the Arca series and. Uh, and, and, and the track that's going to do it here for us on the kicking show I'm going to sign off and uh, I'm sure uh, for me I'm going to like go in the other room and like chill out it's a long 4th of July weekend and I'm not going to the racetrack I don't know what y'all are doing but I'm going to relax this weekend.